discover the future of money and how to thrive in the new economy. I have a very special guest with us today. We have the president of Monarch Wallet and Crypto crypto Payments. And so please welcome with us Beatles, Bob Beatles. Welcome, Bob. <laughs> hey, where are you? Just feel free to call me Beatles. Nobody calls me Bob. <laughs> okay, great. I'll call you Beatles. So you how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How about you? Good. Thank you so much for joining us and um, real honored to have you here and to share with us a little bit more about what is a crypto wallet? Awesome. Well, the honor is mine. Thanks for, thanks for having me. But a uh, crypto wallet can be defined into numerous different things. Essentially, it's just a way to keep track and to safely store your cryptocurrencies. So it could be paper, maybe digital, it could be a hardware device. There's so many different things that constitute what a wallet is. But what I can speak to better, more effectively, is what's Monarch Wallet. Monarch Wallet is it's one application to bring in all the best companies and services in cryptocurrency and blockchain into one application, into one login. So not only does it safely store, send, you know, you can buy, sell, all that kind of stuff, your crypto, but it also plugs in all the cool services out there that people would want, like the ability to earn interest on their crypto or maybe play blockchain video games or store their, their files on the blockchain or access different blockchains altogether. You'll be able to do all that through one application. And we've already integrated in about, I think about eight or 10 companies already. So when you're using Monarch, it looks like it's just a seamless experience within Monarch to all these cool services, but it's also our partners and it's their companies that people are using through one login that allows them now to access all the coolest things in crypto, but from one application. So that's kind of like our wallet, which is much different than anything else out there. It's more like a super dApp. It's kind of like WePay or I don't know, something like WeChat where it has all these cool things plus all the, the money stuff in it. So it's kind of like that. And then we built Monarch Pay, which I can talk about that too if you want. Yeah, yeah. So real quick, I'm just going to show right here on the screen um, just a picture of the wallet. If you download Monarch Wallet from the App Store, you're going to you're going to see the the interface here. Um, let's see. Two, so you'll be able to actually purchase cryptocurrency with the wallet, right? Yeah, you can. Do that. Yeah, you can do that right now. So that's actually an old that's an old old version. We've, Is uh, it? Yeah, we've oh. updated a lot since then. But um, yeah, you can buy, you can sell uh, crypto, you can earn interest on it, you can exchange it for other cryptos. You can do all that today, right now. Okay, uh, yeah. And so I see that you have the Monarch token. Yeah. Uh, and that you offer Monarch tokens for people who are users of your wallet. Can you tell me about that? Sure. So the Monarch token is the utility token that's used within the ecosystem of Monarch. So people that want to save a little bit, um, you know, like half a percent on the transaction fees, they'll be able to use Monarch tokens. People that own our security tokens are paid a portion of our revenue in Monarch tokens. So th th those are the two critical features of Monarch uh, tokens. Well, we're, you don't need to have the tokens um, you know, to, to enjoy Monarch. You can download the wallet today. You can start using it. You can, it's a decentralized wallet, meaning that you and only you control your money and your seed and your keys. So for the crypto savvy out there, they know what that means. For new people coming into crypto, they may not understand what all this stuff means. But if you're using something like Coinbase, Coinbase is holding all of your money. You may say it's your money, but if they lose it, it's gone forever. They're the ones that are holding it. With Monarch, the money is on the blockchain. 
Only you have access to it. Only you. So even though Monarch, you know, can show you the seed and the key, it's it's completely unto that one device. No one else has a copy of it. It's completely yours. So you're you're kind of the weakest link of the, of the bank, so to speak. If, you know, if you lose the seed or the key, you lose your money. It's not the other way around where if the bank loses it or goes out of business, you know, you lose your money. It's you are now the bank. So that's one of the things that we did with Monarch is empower our users to become, you know, the one that's in charge of their own money, the one in right. charge of funds. So right. kind of built from there. Well, good, good. And, and it cre- increases the idea of self-responsibility in finances. Uh, so here's a question. Uh, DeFi. Now, DeFi is a new term for the business community. And so could you and, and you have uh, uh, on your website a lot about DeFi. Could you just explain that a little bit more to our listeners? Sure. So it's, it's called decentralized finance. That's a DeFi. What that, again, you know, kind of speaks to is how you don't have this one entity. You don't have this superpower in charge of your money or your finances. You're, it's basically run off smart contracts. So somebody develops a piece of infrastructure that runs without the need of any assistance from outside people, or it's run by a group of people, say hundreds of people, thousands of people like Bitcoin, where Bitcoin is run by thousands of strangers and they're the ones that support and maintain the network. So you can think of Bitcoin as decentralized finance as it's a decentralized peer-to-peer payment mechanism, right? And so what, what you're speaking to now with DeFi is you take that layer of, say, Bitcoin. And now you can create, or people have created things like, there's things called DAI, like make or die. It, it's, it's like these really cool ways of ensuring that you don't have to have like a large entity or super super company in charge of your funds or finances, things things just run by you know by being programmed that way to do so. It's it's kind of like algorithms and smart contracts, and it's I'm, I'm I really want to get into the weeds on it, but then I know I'll just tune everybody out. So the best thing I can say is for decentralized finance, it, it puts a responsibility on us, the people, to be in charge of our finances and removes the power from from the larger banks and entities and empowers us, the people to be in charge of our own funds and finances. Yeah. Well, well, good. Thank you. And so what do you think about the uh, FINRA now getting involved with the regulations, which is the uh, financial Institute uh, regulation agency uh, now coming down on broker dealers of cryptocurrency? Yeah. So one of the things in the very beginning, you know, people just didn't really know the regulation. They really didn't know what was required from the SEC or FINRA or the IRS. And so more and more, they've been kind of laying it out, you know, for people in kind of like bits and pieces, you know, like they'll throw out, uh, okay, well, Bitcoin and Ethereum, I guess, isn't a security. And then they'll tell us, you know, how we should possibly be handling our taxes, but they don't give us all the information. And then a few months later, they'll, they'll add some more information. So, and then you see like, you know, the Senate coming down on Facebook, you know, saying that, um, you know, hey, it's better if you just pull the plug on Libra. Then you yes. see like SEC suing Telegram. So you can see that there's this movement towards the regulators coming in and having a more, I would say, a more concrete, um, you know, standard for everybody to follow. And so we're still at the very early times of all this. We still don't know exactly how it's all going to unfold. But we do know that if you look at history and you look at, governments that kind of restrict 
you know, the entrepreneurs and governments to kind of restrict um, what, you know, I guess progress, those, those countries, those governments, you know, they fail. And so I hope that uh, the U.S. can learn from its past successes, embrace this technology, embrace the people that are building it so they don't lose all this, you know, this entrepreneurial you know, brain power and all the cool stuff that comes with it to some other country. You can already see China. China is embracing it. President Jinping yeah. said that, you know, everything is blockchain now. We're going to have our own cryptocurrencies. You know, it's so you can see that China with billions of Asians, they're all going to be using it. They're already using digital money. You've got them using WePay, Alipay, DashPay. Right. They don't use paper money anymore. And so when they start using this digital remembi, this digital cryptocurrency, it's not going to be a big leap for them to do that. So if we're still over here trying to figure out, you know, what's the utility, what's the security, how is this stuff taxed? There's only going to be billions of Asians using the Chinese cryptocurrency. And we're just that much further behind when we have things that we could be using today. So I just urge the regulators to, you know, just to, to meet with to meet with all of us builders and come up with something that benefits everybody and let's go kick some butt together. Right, right. And do you think that it will be uh, the DeFi idea will be embraced or condemned? What do you think? DeFi will not be embraced by the governments that it because it's again it's decentralized finance. So that puts the power back into the people. It's mm-hmm. things like anonymous transactions. It's means no KYC, no AML, in a, in a lot of different instances. And that's things that the government has been very clear that they're against. They need to know. For obvious reasons, who's doing what with their money, you know, how it's being spent. So I don't think it'll ever be embraced um, as true decentralized finance. But there's things like Bitcoin, where it's decentralized peer-to-peer digital money that you can see governments are embracing. So it's going to be a hybrid. It's going to end up being something that has parts of decentralization that makes the people feel happy and warm and fuzzy. But then there's going to be centralized control it makes the regulators feel warm and fuzzy. So that's what we'll end up with, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. And so how far along do you think we are in it actually being adopted commonly like it is in China? Well, here in the U.S., I mean, it all depends on the regulators because that's what's keeping us back. Like, I understand our technology across the board isn't where it needs to be to have all the cool stuff like putting people on the moon with it. But, I mean... (laughs) We, we could be using we, we could be using peer-to-peer currency right now um, but again it's there's there's a learning curve that's going to have to come for the masses to really use this it's going to end up getting forced down their throat as as you're going to see in China and in Asia it's going to get forced down their throat and they're going to learn it overnight um, in the US we're a little bit behind uh, China in in our dependency of electronics and, and digital money so I still think we're probably a couple years away probably 2022 when the Fed coin releases its version of the cryptocurrency. I think that's when we're going to start seeing more and more of it, but we're probably five years away from it being an everyday thing. And I can't believe we ever used to use this paper stuff. Right, right. I was just reading an article today that China is uh, pretty much done with the the cash, the paper money. Um, So uh, very good. Well, now tell us a little bit about digital payments through Monarch. Sure. So we actually created the world's first decentralized reoccurring payment mechanism. So it's called Monarch Pay for short. It's kind of like a decentralized PayPal. 
So this is like the, the heart of DeFi. In like 30 seconds, say you're a merchant. Say you offer a newsletter for $9.99 a month or you're a landlord and you charge $900 a month for rent. Whatever it is, you go to Monarch Pay or right within the app, you can just click the pay button. In about 30 seconds, you can fill out the information that you want your subscriber or your renter you know, to enter. You hit submit, it generates a link. Anybody that clicks that link is now your subscriber. Money comes out of their Monarch wallet, is right into your Monarch wallet. Every day, every week, every month, whatever you set the parameters to, completely decentralized without anybody in the middle of you and your customer for less than 1% transaction fee with no chargebacks ever. And it's just to be used in addition to PayPal, to Stripe, to MasterCard, American Express. You just use it in addition to all that stuff. So, Okay. And so let's say that uh, a landlord wanted to set that up for their tenant to make rent payments. Would the tenant be purchasing the crypto first on your wallet and then paying with the crypto? So they can, or they could already have crypto. This uses stable coins and stable tokens. So this way, the landlord doesn't have to worry about, you know, it's $999, but well, Bitcoin just dumped 15%. So that sucks, right? So this uses stable tokens. So you can either already have that and just put that into your wallet in Monarch or you can buy it from Monarch and have it in your wallet. And either way, you'll be able to use the crypto to, uh, to cover your rent payment. Okay, and so what stable coins do you have on your wallet? All the Ethereum-based ones. So your, your DAI, USDT, TUSD, Wrapped, um, geez, I don't know, there's a USDC, there's, there's a ton of them. But, okay, uh, so you have several then that you're yeah. supporting? Yeah. Okay. And then just real quick, if you would just tell us what is a stable coin for our listeners. No problem. So when you think of a stable coin, you think of removing volatility. So the stable coin is typically backed by assets equivalent to one US dollar. Sometimes they you know, can collateralize it with, I don't know, real estate or things like that. But you really start getting into security tokens at that point. So just think of a stable token as something that's supposed to stay stable on par with the US dollar or whatever currency it's pegged against. So it's supposed to be backed by it. So in other words, if if um, you know you say you've got a billion dollars of USDC, then there's a billion dollars of USDC and there's a billion USDC tokens out there and each one of them is worth a dollar. Follow me? Yep, yep. Now there's a value assigned to it and it's assigned to, to the dollar. Exactly. So, now, what about with, um, uh, USDT, then uh, that would be something that somebody could purchase in China. Well, in China, it's they've got the Chinese firewall, right? So there's kind of a, a a loose ban on crypto, I believe. I really can't speak so much to to the Chinese. I know when I was in Hong Kong, it was much different than when I was in Shanghai. Okay. So, um, but I, I would check with local authorities there or. or people that are, are much more more experienced than I am with, with with their laws and regulations. But if any if anybody has USDT, that's basically saying it's you know equivalent to, to one US dollar. Um, I, they don't peg it uh, to the Chinese remember that kind of stuff to my knowledge yet. And so uh, in your opinion, what do you think the best stable coin is mm. right now, today? 
Um, I like trust token and I like, and I like honest token. So there's, um, what is that? USDT. I believe is uh, what trust token is created. I'm a big fan of that. And then, uh, I think it's called honest, honest coin or honest token on the SLP Bitcoin cash network is both of those, um, are audited. At least if I remember right they're they're audited and they actually have the funds behind their tokens. So if they say that there's a billion, you know, trust tokens out there, well, there's a, a billion dollars backing it and a billion trust tokens. So uh, trust is the one that I like the most. I know USDC is, uh, I think, one of the most um, used in exchanges in the U.S. because it has a lot of the toys that the uh, regulators like to see in a crypto. And then um, for the diehards, there's a stuff called DAI, which is it's backed by Ethereum, not backed by U.S. dollars. So there is that one. Yeah. And uh, Coinbase also supports DAI as well, which is uh, the, the main exchange in, in the U.S. right now. So uh, the title of the show, The Money Bubble, what do you think about the U.S. debt or the national, uh, international debt right now, which we're at about $200 trillion? Yeah, it's, it's unsustainable. There's, it's, they just keep kicking the can further and further down the road. So something's going to have to change. Something's going to have to happen. And I just wonder what it's going to be. Obviously, with crypto, they can print as much of this stuff as they want. They can do all kinds of crafty things with it. So this actually gives them a huge opportunity to, I mean, kind of hit the reset button. So yeah. it's going to be really interesting to see what they do. But all I know is the, the current path that we're on is completely unsustainable. And it's just eating the middle class and, you know, in the poverty stricken alive. There's the inflation just devouring, you know, the average person. So, yeah. And so do you have any advice to our listeners about how they can thrive in this innovative economy of using cryptocurrency? As far as using crypto, um, there, well, for, for people out there that are just looking to make some money, there's lots of places like altcoin fantasy and there's lots of bounties where people uh, can earn cryptocurrencies without having to actually spend money to get it. So there's a lot of people and. I have listeners in third world countries and and second world countries, and they're you know they're poverty stricken, and so this allows them to to earn money that they can then use for goods and services, you know, in their towns and villages and things like that. So there's ways for them, you know, to to earn money. As far as thriving, so when I think thriving, I think somebody that's you know an entrepreneur or somebody that's out there just crushing it. I would say that find what you're good at. You know, and then try to apply it to uh, to blockchain if that's something you want to do, if you want to get into the space. If you're really good at uh, real estate, find out how, you know, what, what can blockchain do for real estate? Solve a real problem for people that people will want to pay for and then run with it, especially if you're passionate and you understand it. So there's things like that, but there's, you can never put a price tag on education. And so you always need to be learning how to stay up with things, the things that you're up with today in, in tech and in blockchain are going to be completely different in a month or two. Right now, everything is super fluid. So yeah, don't, uh, don't plant your flag and say, this is it. This is, this is the way it's going to be because in a month, it can all change. So constantly be reading, educate yourself as much as you can, find what you're good at, and then make it your passion. Thank you very much, Beatles. So I have, um, 
uh, wanted to see if you would like to make an offer to any of our listeners. An offer is, uh, yeah. What, what do you mean an offer? Uh, some kind of an offer. How about this? How about I open up to how can we hear more uh, from you? Where would our listeners tune in to hear more from you? Gotcha. I'm super easy to find. Um, Robert Beatles. Most people in the space know me as crypto. So there's crypto Beatles. I have a YouTube channel. It's number five in the world for crypto. We've got uh, a TV show in 46 million households called Crypto Beatles. Um, the face of trading these sessions where we teach and educate people on how not to get wrecked in trading. Try to teach them, you know, the basics of of how to, you know, kind of navigate the, uh, the the market, so to speak. Um, I got a Twitter, Robert Beatles. I give away a hundred dollars of uh, Bitcoin Cash on every one of my videos. I give it away on my Telegram channels. I give it away on my Twitter, just to help people get into crypto and start using it. Because I find okay. that the easiest way to get people into crypto is to give some to them, and then now yeah. that they have it, now that they have it, they're a little bit more vested. And then they see how fast and how easy it is to use. And they're like, wow, this is pretty freaking cool. Why haven't I been doing this forever, right? So right. I've converted hundreds of thousands of people by giving them crypto. Um, and we, you know, we, I don't know, we probably have millions, uh, geez, I don't even know, six, 10, 12 million views, you know, a month at least between TV and, and our YouTube that we're trying to educate people on crypto. And little by little, you know, we're getting there and more and more people are starting to understand the basics of it. And so I guess my offer would be just feel free to, to follow us on any of our social media platforms, uh, enter to win, you know, a bunch of crypto. We give it away free, go download the Monarch wallet free, start using it. And uh, yeah, I'm super accessible and easy to get a hold of. So if they have questions, I'm more than, more than willing to help educate any way I can and help any way I can. Excellent. Excellent, Beatles. Thank you so much. I'm so glad we got to meet at the Futurist Conference and then at uh, WCC as well. And uh, so we have Beatles, the president of Monarch Wallet. And so I encourage all of you to download Monarch Wallet. It's real easy to use. It's one of the easiest ones I've found. And, um, and tune in to Beatles, uh, Crypto Beatles uh, YouTube channel as well. So thank you so much for your time and joining us today. And uh, I really appreciate, I know you're a busy man, so. Uh, always always have time for you. Always have time for you, Ori. Thanks a bunch for having me. It was a pleasure as always seeing you. So God bless, and we'll catch you on the next one. God bless. Thank you so much. And uh, everybody, have a good one. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.